0: We are back after the snow. This is uh, our sixth show together. We're talking about episode five of the new season of Snowfall that aired last night. The Iliad. That's the title. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> what a show.
0: Man, things, uh, I things are going crazy here. I going can't wait. Crazy. Yeah,
1: I mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, before we just jump in, I, I wanted to. You know, talk about the title like we do a lot of time, the Iliad. I mean, that's an ancient Greek poem uh, written supposedly by Homer, the Greek philosopher, you know, thousands, thousands of years ago. It's about the Trojan War. Um, And there's a lot of themes that are, you know, in that poem, like fate, glory, homecoming, pride, respect, uh, honor wrath and rage these are things that people have written about you know about this this uh famous poem the iliad that they seem to have you know named this episode after and of course you know the trojan war involved the trojan horse where they infiltrate inside you know through the horse um so i don't know what do what do you how do you what do you
1: make of the iliad title Man, I don't know how they relate. <laughs> you know, first of all, I didn't know what the word meant when you told me the word. I was like, what? <laughs> Never heard of it. Yeah, uh, but, but this is this is one one wild show. You know, um Wow, I don't know where we start, Dave. There's right. so much is going on in well, this show, man. Well let's let's start
0: because all the Drama starts happening as we know. There's there's multiple drivebys happening at the same time. But just before that kicks off, um, Sissy, Frank Franklin's mom, um, she's sitting down um, with uh, this guy, this Spanish guy that is from some kind of intelligence agency that we we met last episode, and you know they're talking about moving forward with the plan. And of course, Sissy, you know, is there because she wants to try to uh get teddy murdered she says um and the guys like hey i got this pen microphone you know stick this in franklin <laughs> <laughs> the, the 007 um you know and he says stick this in franklin's office and you know we got to find out what franklin's doing if they had and then- those in the
1: 80s i don't even know if they had microphones that small in the 80s man you know, right, right. That's crazy. But, you know, uh, just the whole thing. I mean, here she is talking to a guy she don't even know about committing a murder. You know, it's like, you know, how many people we know that that done hired the FBI to commit a murder, you know, and, and, and it's a setup the whole time. So, it, it, it's throwing me off, you know, like, oh, his mom has gotten that involved with, with, with the business and, and and with the whole ordeal. It's, it's, it's really baffling to me. Right, right. So, um, Do you I mean, do you have any
0: other theories on who this guy is? And because he's like, you know, and, and, you know, he's like, of course, we got to we got to catch Franklin, what he's doing in order to really get rid of Teddy and get rid of all your problems. And, of course, mom says, hey, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing, you know, Alton went about this the wrong way. I'm not going to know how she
1: met him. Right. You know, we don't know. The, the guy just pops up at a restaurant. You know, she's coming from out of town and they pop up at right. a restaurant and they're talking. There was nothing to lead up. You know, there was no foundation to uh, uh, to where he came from. You know, like usually when you meet somebody that's going to do a murder, you know, your cousin introduce you to him. Hey, this is my part. Right. He, he commits murder. Well, well
0: maybe know. they're saving that. Maybe they're going to come back and show you who this guy is and how she
1: got connected to him, um, you know, later on as possible. Um I don't know it looks like looks like to me they're struggling I mean the writers have have really uh, uh look look like they lost their touch you know they lost their LAness Um, it's definitely going away from LA, you know, with, with, with some of the things that's happening inside of this, inside of the show. And, and, and what really, what really got me about this episode was that they tried to bring it back to LA with the drive-bys. You know, they want to make it like LA is, is the, is the home of, of drive-bys and, and I don't buy it. You know, I, I don't buy the whole scene, um. And I guess they they're gonna make it look like Peaches set it up, but I don't see why Peaches would be trying to kill him. I could see why it, maybe she would be trying to rob him and get the money and and get the dope, but just to be doing dry vibes and kill everybody, um, I don't I don't think that would have been Peaches. I, I mean, I didn't see no reason why she would have done that. You know, because seemed like her and Teddy, I mean, her and Franklin, everything was going well. You know, I I haven't saw anything that would have made me think that. She wanted to double cross uh, Franklin. You're talking about um, his Peaches' girl.
0: Oh, Peaches. No, Peaches is the dude. That's that's uh, uh, D. Ray Davis. Okay, Peaches, well, Peaches was the one who didn't come to work. Right, he's the one that's been sniffling. That people are saying maybe does he have AIDS or he's being sick and then he doesn't show up. You know, uh, when Franklin goes to meet um, Teddy for the for the drop. And he has some other random guy with him that gets killed there. And then they're like, well, why isn't Peaches here? And and uh, he's like, oh, he he called in sick. So, you know, that could mean more about him having AIDS. But also, could, you know, people are like pointing the finger towards him. Did he did he did he set them up?
1: But and that, that's what I'm saying. But him and him and Franklin really hasn't had any any rafts since since they've been going along. You know, there right. wasn't any arguments. Right. Uh, 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 you know, the only time that I saw anything with Franklin could have disrespected him is when he tried to shake his hand and Franklin wouldn't shake his hand because he had been, you know, playing with his nose. and He's like, no, nah, man, I'm going home to my girl and I don't right. want to give her nothing. Right. But you maybe
0: know, uh, I mean, that's that's another theory with Peaches is that he's on coke. You know, maybe he's become uh, an addict and maybe, you know, that's where he's, in, you know, getting into you know, double-crossing just because... But even with,
1: with being an addict, he, he wouldn't be trying to kill him, I don't think. Uh, um, this this right. is me thinking, you know, with my noviceness of, about movies. uh Why would you want to kill him? You know, still still a few keys of cocaine, maybe, you know, a little extra cash, you right. know, to, 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 to supply your habit, but not kill uh, uh, Franklin. Usually when somebody kill you, it's because... You crossed them some kind of way. You stole from them. Something is wrong. You know, you 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 did something to their girlfriend, their brother, their mother, their father. Something has to be a problem. You just don't kill them uh, just because you're getting high, and 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 they're probably the reason that he's able to get high. You know, without Franklin, him he wouldn't be able to get high. I I, I don't buy that. That 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 won't fly with me. If they come back and say, uh, uh the peaches set him up because. He was getting high. I'm done. I'm done with that. Well,
0: okay. so, I mean, yeah, I don't I don't really think it could be Peaches either. But at the same time, it's like all three get set up at the same time. Franklin and Teddy, um, you know, Jerome and Auntie meeting with uh, the mom and Veronique and then Leon and Avi. So everybody's coordinated at the exact same times. They're all getting set up. And who would possibly know? all three of those people's information, you know,
1: exactly what time and where they were all having these meetings. Because I don't even think the Ivy meeting was, was planned. You know, it looked like that was kind of random, uh, uh, the way, the way they had that meeting, you know, I don't know. Because... Well, well, I will say this. I
0: did see, there was a little clue in that scene with Leon. Um, remember he's in, the, he's at the crib and he the the confusion was because he gets the nine one one page from Franklin and he's trying to call him back. He can't reach him, and his boys like, "Does he? You know, when was the last time he paid you nine one He's like, "It's you know, it's been forever. I don't know what's going on." Then there's a, a sidekick dude. I don't think we know who the, this is. He comes down the steps and he's like, "Hey, we got to get to the meeting. You know, uh, you know, the meeting. We got to go. Something, something." He's rushing them, and then and then um um. Uh Leon is like, well, you know, why is this dude this dude work for me? Why is he rushing me? But I'm thinking like if this guy's trying to make sure they get to the meeting on time, he must have
1: somehow been in on the setup. But I don't, you know, but who 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 got him? I, I missed that. Is. I missed that one. Yeah. But I, I do remember thing. when he came down the steps. Uh but I missed that part where where he I told him, "Come on, hurry. Let's go to the meeting." Yeah, he said it. But I caught but, it but on if the this second, guy would have to be time. if if he was just uh Leon's man, then how would he know where, where the mom and, and the uncle was meeting at? you know, he, he don't have any contact with them. I'm okay. sure because even Leon barely had contact with the moms. Remember the moms was talking to him about coming all the way back into the family, you know, being with Franklin. So quite naturally right. she wouldn't have told him about a meeting that she was having with her brother and, and, uh, and Franklin's uh, uh, fiance. I, I don't, right. I don't, I don't see that either. And right. and I know Franklin wouldn't have told him where he was going, uh I think he said he had five million dollars in them bags, which was which was some little bitty right. bags too. <laughs> <laughs> he had five million dollars in that in that one little little tiny. Yeah, bag he bag was bag. carrying yeah. that bag with five million dollars in have. there. My other he man had five too. million dollars worth of cocaine in the trunk of his car.
0: He must have had $10,000 bills in there or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know they made those. (laughs) Yeah, I was, Uh, I was, that was kind of, kind of, kind of funny to me when I seen him with those little bags talking about $5 million. I was like, Ooh, we, y'all real good. So where my mind is going, when I'm thinking about like that, that
0: Leon's guy rushing him, I don't think he's the mastermind, but what I start thinking about is, um, COINTELPRO. Okay. And how they use, you know, People within your, you know, within the situation to try to, you know, turn the whole thing into chaos or whatever. And they get informants, you know, that kind of uh, a situation. So I'm I'm thinking this is, you know, like a a larger, you know, orchestrated thing, I guess, by the CIA or 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 some powerful entity that's, uh, you know, creating this kind of
1: internal, you know, subterfuge. They would have to be super powerful, you know. I mean, I mean, they they must be going to the mind reader, the, the lady. What was her name uh, early on in the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't remember her name, but yeah. They, right. They, were, they could tell you the future. <laughs> right. They was going to her. Because <laughs> they real good. I mean, if somebody uh, could, could literally tell you where um, all those different meetings was going and exactly what times they were going in. You know, are, are really really good, and and yeah. uh, the other one when the cops come, that was that was good too. You know, the cops is real nice. <laughs> oh. Only two cars came to that many. Sh- you know, it was a lot of gunshots, man. In oh, LA, and when
0: they came, when they when they cuffed Jerome up.
1: Yeah, yeah, man, all them gunshots, and 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 uh, I, I don't I don't think I saw but one or two cars that pulled up. Yeah, you know, they'd, have, they'd have the whole neighborhood surrounded. And then uh, a, a narcotic agent was a, able to get them off. And I never saw what happened with the guns. You know, the cops never uh, got his or her gun.
0: Well, well I think what happened was, um, you know, um, Veronique took the guns, which was interesting, you know, because, you know, I think they're trying to show Veronique now, you know, Franklin's girl. You remember earlier on in the beginning of the season, she was a little iffy about things. Now she's, you know, gung ho all the way in on everything. She's taking the guns off of, off of Leon and, um, and Auntie Louie. Uh, you know, she's, she wasn't really that shook when the, when the gunfire was going on. Sissy looked crazy, but, you know, Veronique was hiding behind the pole and she was, you know, seemed like she was on, on, on point or whatever. So they're trying to really show her, but. Um, remember the cop sits there sitting down on the side on a side curb there and she starts crying and tries that. But then um, Auntie Louie chimes in. It's like, hey, you know, talk to me. I'm a, I'm a confidential informant with the crash unit and uh, Lieutenant um, Buckley or whatever and call him and he'll tell you and get us out of here. And, and then Buckley shows
1: up. Man, let me tell you, I've been in raids much lighter than that, much gunfire. Everybody around there would have been handcuffed, especially all the blacks. Yeah, and 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 you know, somebody identified them as as participants in the shooting. I mean, right. How can you have a shooting that magnitude at at a, at a public place like that and nobody identified the shooters? I'm mean, I'm just saying. You know, L.A., <laughs> <laughs> L.A., baby, you know, I don't know where they do that at. You know, maybe some of these other cities, they could shoot like that and get away with it. But L.A. don't play. You know. Uh, some of the real brass would have been out there, you know, talking to some people, trying to get some some names and phone numbers. So, yeah, uh, uh, Lieutenant, <laughs> Lieutenant Bragg, whatever his name is, he would had to right. take a back seat on that one.
0: Oh oh yeah yeah he, he came in and and shut everything down. Yeah, it looked like at least one or two people got killed. I mean, there was the one guy that 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 you saw that got shot and his wife was sitting over him. Um so yeah, it, it definitely seemed like a little bit uh light on the response to uh, a broad day drive by and and was probably a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Um, now now let's go back to the drive by with um Franklin and Teddy and also and then. What I just wanted to take each one of the drive bys and just kind of like walk through what you thought of 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 anything that that stood out. You know, so the van pulls up, starts firing on them, and you know, remember Teddy gets hit, he ends up driving off, and then Franklin and also
1: Well, we know definitely it wasn't a robbery. It was no attempted robbery. Right. You know, we talking about ten million dollars right there on the spot, and nobody you know, I mean, it, it it definitely it wasn't a robbery. They wasn't trying to take the dope and the money. That was definitely right. a hit. Somebody that was trying to kill somebody, or trying to kill everybody, right. uh, and 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 that's what really baffles me about it. Because uh, I can see, you know, somebody get a tip on on your on your spot where you're gonna be trans doing doing a transaction, and, <clears throat> and they try to get upper hand on you. But this is somebody that wants to eliminate the whole organization, right? Right. You know, um, so uh it it has to be his competition.
0: Yeah, I mean I was thinking about Scully, you know, is Scully somehow behind all this. Um I
1: guess. Well it's yeah, yeah, Scully definitely when 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 I saw one of the drive bys Scully was the first person that I thought about. hmm uh, uh So far, he's the only one in the movie that I was 'cause it looked like all the guys were black too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, but then, you know, when you think about it, you're saying an organization, you know, that that is strong enough to know all of these places that these people are meeting at the same time, uh, would they hire, you know, gangbangers to to take care of this? You know, I mean, this is a sophisticated move that they're making. Right. Supposed to be a sophisticated move. Right. You know, coordinated, -coordinated, well-coordinated, well-thought-out. well-informed, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, uh, we know we know the last time that we saw Teddy meet with, uh, I mean, Teddy and Franklin meet, you know, it was a secret location that uh, even Franklin was surprised that he was meeting there. Mm-hmm. So we know Teddy puts a little thought into his places where he's going to meet somebody, at least from, from prior episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe he's slipping now you know he could be done lost a little bit of his wits because he he got shot i mean <laughs> <laughs> you know we saw this guy walk through walls and and you know and poison people in in in, the, in the, with their own drink so we know right. this guy is very very sophisticated he's very trained um and even even when he goes to get his surgery you know he don't go to the hospital he goes to uh to this chick who does surgery in her in her kitchen
0: right now when when uh when did you notice when he goes to her she's calling him Thomas, so she knows him from something else where he was you known as Thomas and she was talking about that uh um that uh he still owed her money from the last job or whatever she i guess did for him um And also she made another comment that I I thought was interesting. She puts on the rubber gloves and she's like, you know, you can't be too careful around blood these days because one of the nurses at the hospital just caught HIV from a patient. So there's the HIV reference coming back into the show. And, you know, again, where we find out that Peaches has HIV or, or anybody else.
1: Right. Right. No doubt. No doubt. That was interesting as well. And she told him she want two hundred fifty thousand. She want a quarter million dollars to do this surgery. <laughs> right. Like, like I'm right. expensive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he said he said money's no object. And then uh, she probably was, you know, owed her some money from before. So she came with a big, a big now, number. Now up. You
1: know, what could have happened now, maybe Teddy has went rogue because, you know, uh, uh, kind of like what happened in my story is after, you know, after the CIA closed the operation down, Danilo Blando and them kept on working. Mm. And and maybe in this scene here, they're going to show that the CIA um, wanted to get rid of everybody to close the case. That's
0: that's an interesting idea.
1: You know, I can uh, see that. <clears throat> but I don't know why would they use all black guys, you know, the CIA, you know, they, I mean, I mean, they probably got some black guys that's probably, you know, topping the CIA, you know, hit man or, or oh, is
0: it, it, is it, is it because they want to try to cover it up and say, Oh, this was a gang related thing and blah, 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 blah. But they just, you know, well, well the count- guys
1: wasn't seen anyway, so they wouldn't know if they was gang members or not, you know, Uh, uh they could have had, you know, they can have guys totally covered, you know, because some of them had on masks and, and ski masks and so forth. Uh, I don't know. I, I It just baffles me that it was all black guys doing the shooting. I mean, mm-hmm. that that really threw me. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're, we're definitely look like a, a Scully game, you know, that, right. and that's why you said Scully, because so far he's the only one that we saw in here with the power uh, uh, to have that many guys move at one time. So, um, oh, now one
0: more thought that I had if as we talk about just theories of who's behind all this and how could it happen. So when Sissy's meeting with that guy, the Spanish man, and he has the pen, right, the microphone pen. Now, I think it's not clear if she takes it or not, because he's like, just take it and put it wherever, you know, whatever you decide to do. So I'm thinking, like, could she have taken the microphone and done something with it? And then that's how everybody, because it might have been a day or two it had gone by or whatever. So she might have put the pen in Franklin's office and then the CIA and them or whoever it is, are hearing all these plans going on and then they make the hit. That was one other possible idea.
1: Yeah, but she would have to use the pen on herself, too, for them to know that she was having a secret meeting at uh, with, with the uncle and his girl. Well- Well, I mean, if the pen picked up, you know, Veronique
0: setting that meeting up, you know, I don't think Sissy, when she's, if she did use the pen, she obviously wasn't thinking that it was going to result in her getting set up in a drive-by. So she might've just used the pen thinking, okay, I'm going to just go with what this guy says so I can save my family. And uh, in the end, That's just another idea, because I'm still trying to figure out how does somebody know where all where all three of those meetings are taking place at the exact same time like that? That's a lot of information somebody had.
1: Yeah, I want to see him bring this all together. This is going to be real interesting. And then uh, the other part with uh, with Franklin and getting away, you know. uh, um, Here we are, we got a guy in South Central Los Angeles with a tiger. (laughs) <laughs> you know uh uh and Franklin is talking about he's going to stuff him. Uh he's telling Uso, "Uso, wake up, Uso, they're going to stuff you."
0: Right. Right, that was that the end was nuts. I mean, you know, they wake like who is that old man coming out with the tranquilizer gun? Did they just Happen to pick a house that's, you know, occupied by some old crazy man that tranquilizes people. Or is that guy a CIA guy? And how, you know, how did he get in the house that,
1: you know, that they picked? I mean, that was, that's weird. Very strange. Well, it looked like it was his house because he had a lot of stuffed animals, you know, remember he had the, the bear that scared Franklin as soon as he came in. And, uh, then he had the, uh, the stuffed alligator on the couch. Uh, but, but but even to go in somebody's house, you know, like, you already, you, you stash the money. Now you're walking down the street like normal people. You know, in L.A., there's buses that runs everywhere, you know. Uh, why didn't you go to a bus stop, get on a bus? Because, you know, I've been in situations like that, you know, not not to where I was robbed, but, you know, uh, riding down the, the street and, and the cops get behind us and we all jump out of the car and uh, even that scene, that whole scene, uh, I believe was stolen from my book, you know, where uh, one, one time I was on the, uh, the five freeway, me and one of my partners, and uh, we only had a couple of keys in the car, you know, it was light. And uh, the highway patrol pulled up on us and uh, one of my boys was telling us, and you know, he swerved on the police a couple of times to give us a little time to get away. And uh, we got off the freeway and as soon as we got off the freeway, we we jumped out the car and ran. And the first thing I did was stuck the kilos up under a house to stash them. And, and uh, you know, I just started walking down the street like a normal person and jumped <laughs> on the bus, went to the house, got another car and went back and got my kilos. So uh, when you see, you know, the, the way they did that was, was just a little strange, you know, <laughs> that. Doesn't seem
0: strange to me. I mean, if you if in your book, you have yourselves running, stashing kilos under a house. I mean, that's where Franklin and and uh, also, I mean, it was kind of weird, like they're being chased by the Mexican gang members all through the neighborhood. And all of a sudden they just happen to find this little trap door to go under the house, you know, that happens to be there. But I mean, to stash and be hiding out under a house sounds pretty similar to to what you have uh, uh, in your book.
1: Yeah. But I don't know why they didn't, uh, you know, keep it, you know, keep it more to of, you know, now you're talking about breaking in somebody's house. Now somebody's going to call the police, you know, what, if, what if the, it would just been normal people and, and they thought you breaking in the house and call the police, you know, but it's just, I just, I just see the, the writers, the writers are starting to fizzle, you know, uh, what they're probably going to have to do is get some new writers, if they're going to keep this, keep this series going. I, I think it's fizzling right now. Um, Well, do we want to do we want to talk about
0: um, this meeting you're you're having today? Uh, I
1: don't care.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a a chance that that could be the solution uh, that we're talking about here. If, uh, you know, if um, if they want to bring you in to help fix things up. (laughs) <laughs> well, they're
1: gonna have to pull out their wallet, man. <laughs> oh, They got a wallet. They you got know what's strange? On. You know what's strange is we started this show one week, and a week later, I got the phone call that they wanted to meet with me. So I'm, I'm like, wow, did this show have something to do with, with that? You know, with that phone call coming? You know. Um, Breakbeat media, baby. We, you know, we out here, <laughs> we out here. We make, we, I don't make really it in coincidence, you know, just, just things right. just happening. I mean, you know, they do, I guess in life, but you know, I believe always that there's a cause and effect for everything right. that happens. And uh, <clears throat> so, so, seeing- to, so to be clear,
0: um, Rick has a meeting later today with some uh, people from the show, the producers from the show, that contacted you and want you to come in. You don't really know what the meeting's about yet, but you're going to go in good faith and go, go holler at them and see what they have to say.
1: Yes, sir. That's it, okay. <laughs> but then, after I see this show, I'll be like, "Who we? y'all need some help <laughs> yeah, that was,
0: well, like, said, like
1: like you said timing, it was perfect that you got to see that that
0: episode, and I won't even go into what we had to do to get you uh uh to be able
1: to watch that episode on your flight and to
0: download you it know, and all
1: that you really been putting out on this show, man um. Uh, you and, too. And, and that's one of the reasons that I was willing to do this show with you is because I knew that, uh, you that kind of dude you're going to put out, you know, so, so you put out and, uh, you know, I'm glad to be a part of, uh, of, of this effort, you know, and, uh, it's, it's yeah, been, man. you know, it's, it's been a short little ride, but you know, we've been riding man and, right. uh, you know, I want to see how this goes and and, and, and where the shows ends up. It's going to be interesting, and I, I think that the people should should really be paying attention to a lot of the details in this stuff because, um, believe it or not, these shows have a lot of effect on our young people, on what they believe and, and how they see things. And uh, uh, I think it's very important that we pay attention to the details. Because right. uh, they they're portraying uh, us on 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 the screen, you know they're right. portraying the way uh, they perceive me to be, and and other young black men like me. So it, it's very important to me that uh, that we keep these people in some yeah. type of check.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you you bring that up a lot. You know what I mean. And I think it's a su- super valid point, and you know. I have to connect it back to Breakbeat and the, and the mission and the vision that we've got with Breakbeat is to is to be that platform that is authentic, that is not afraid to speak the truth or speak points of view on things that, you know, may not be politically correct, uh, to the rest of the world. You know, that's what hip hop was about, you know, in, in the really in the eighties from the golden era of hip hop, when it became a, a socially and politically conscious movement. Uh, you know, that's what, that's what hip was. It was the core of hip hop was speaking the truth. And that's what the source magazine that I created, um, back in 1988, that's what it did for, for the community and for the culture for so many years was hold that ground of like, you know, we're going to be, here, we're going to be ourselves, it's us, we're independent, we don't answer to nobody. You know, I, 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 I own and control the source from the beginning until I got thrown out, you know, had to, no, no corporations that, you know, had to answer to. And that gave us the, the power and the independence to really do things the way we wanted
1: to and do things the right way. And, and-, and when it lost that, Dave, when it lost that, it went down. When the law said that you gave it, it went down. You know, I I I watched it go down. I I watched, you know, because I was reading the newspaper. I remember when 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 you got booted out, and we watched it go down. And that's why it's where it's at right now today. But everything like we like you were
0: just talking about timing. And no coincidences. I mean, breakbeat. You know. You know. That's the vision of breakbeat. This we're starting with the podcast network, and we have our show. We got "Don't Call Me White Girl." We got Coach Roddy. We got Trapping Anonymous. Uh, We're coming with Funny Marco very soon. We got the Larry Hoover documentary podcast coming. We got the Unsigned Hype documentary podcast coming. So we're, we're starting with these different podcast stories and different types and subjects and hosts, but that's just the building block for where Breakbeat can can go to be able to, you know, get into the whole space of media, entertainment, social media, because all of these industries that are generating, you know, the billions and billions of dollars that they are for these companies – they all rely on the culture of hip hop as like their bread and butter. It's the grease that keeps things running without hip hop culture being infused into Instagram, into clubhouse, into, you know, uh, FX network. That's, you know, they've really been able to utilize hip hop culture with a bunch of, of shows to make themselves relevant. You know, that's the, that's, that's the key ingredient. Um, you know, that's there. So I think, you know, we can really create some of our own vehicles that we can own and control in, in all of these spaces. And that's, that's what I'm I'm looking to do and, and have great partners like yourself, you know,
1: to be a part of building that uh, along the way. No doubt. No doubt. Let's do it. <laughs> and I can't um, wait, man, to see what this next episode is like. Um, and I'm still going back. You know, I'm still when I when I get time going back through the old episodes. And sometimes we got to talk about some of those too, Dave. That that uh, because I've been seeing a lot of things in in the episodes of people who resemble my friends and and uh Right. Well, I'm glad you said that because one of the things I was going to mention
0: is, you know, you we were saying a few minutes ago, like how you know there's whatever five more episodes to go, and but. One of the ideas we've already talked about is do we want to go back and do a podcast about every episode from season one, two, three and four? We could do 40 more shows if people want us to do that, where we could go back through the the older episodes one by one and talk about them and break them down the same way we've been doing this new season. So I don't know what you think about that idea, but, you know, we could throw it out there for, for the people and, uh you know, maybe the, maybe we get some response whether people would like to see that or hear no that. No doubt,
1: no doubt. Let's think about it and then see what we come up with. Definitely, definitely. Um, let me see a couple
0: last things before we we um, we wrap up. I mean, one thing is, and we touched on it, but we didn't really get into it. I mean. You know, there's a there's a term in the entertainment industry and TV industry It's called uh, jumping the shark. And, you know, I'm wondering if that's what's going on with this show. Jumping the shark refers to when a TV series has been on for a long time. It's been really popular, but it's kind of like running out of gas. And then they start just doing all these extreme things, crazy things to try to make it work. And is that what we're seeing, you know, here with Snowfall?
1: I believe we are. I really believe that that's what's about to happen. Um, The the writers just, I think they're struggling. Maybe they'll come with it on the next show, though. You know, who knows? Maybe they'll tighten it up and and bring it back in line and, and, uh, and get us back on track.
0: Okay, now the other thing that we're um, looking forward to, and I want the listeners and the uh, viewers to look forward to, is it, it's looking good like we're going to have some some uh, good guests on with us uh, for the next few weeks coming up. So we've been in, been in touch with several of the actors from the show and a few other individuals that are fans of, of Snowfall, notable folks that are interested in coming on and joining our conversation. So I think that's going to be super interesting um, in, the, in the upcoming weeks for for the fans of After the Snow. Yeah. Um, cuz some of those people you you've you've met before, Rick. I I, um, I know a couple of the the actors Uncle Jerome. Um you know Echo was telling me you guys have met Uncle Jerome a few times and uh I was reading up about D-Ray. Ray, yeah, yeah, D-Ray. And I was reading up about Auntie uh Louie, her, her 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 name is Angela Lewis and You know, she's got some some good things to say, like, uh, you know, she was talking about the CIA bringing crack into the black community. And I was I was really pleased to know that she was willing and interested in speaking about that kind of stuff, because, again, to me, that is, you know, the most important uh, underlying piece of, you know, a factual occurrence. And, you know, in your life and in this show. That's you know that needs to be still talked about because it's never been you know there's no accountability uh, for for none of that you know and um, you know we look at the way things are out here in these communities you know today and the, and the violence and the incarceration I mean it's it's still. The numbers are off the charts everywhere across this country. And these conditions, you know, have have never been addressed in any meaningful way. Uh, you know, it's you know, it's, it's crazy. And, and um, you know, my goal is to get people once and for all to really accept, understand and, and do something about that uh, in different ways that we can really, you know, change the world and in particular change, you know, the world for You know, black communities and other disadvantaged uh, communities, um, you know, in this country and, um, you know, through things like this, instead of making it worse through music or entertainment, TV shows like you're talking about promoting stereotypes and different things like we can actually help make a change um, if we can get uh, a platform that does things in a very, you know, a more authentic, uh, you know, careful kind of way. For sure,
1: I'm I'm definitely with that.
0: So with that with that being said, um, we're going to wrap up another week of after the snow. Now this is a, a podcast in both audio and video form. So anybody that's uh, uh, listening or watching, you can you can go and find it on uh, Apple, Spotify or any of the podcast apps where you listen to your podcast every Thursday afternoon. And you can go every Friday morning to the Breakbeat Media YouTube channel. And that's where you'll find uh, the visual version of our discussion. And uh, after the snow, Breakbeat Media. I'm Dave Mays, creator of The Source co-founder and CEO of Breakbeat Media, at the Real Dave Mays on Instagram if you want to follow me and my partner, Freeway Rick
1: Ross. What's up? All right, Dave. Thank you. You can follow me at Freeway Ricky, too. All right, Rick. Dave Dave, Peace.